So, okay. <laughs> I tell me in the the um, <laughs> wee hours of the night, which was at like one o'clock in the morning. Oof. Okay. I went to a taco stand, like a street a legitimate street taco, taco stand. Mm-hmm. And um, I was looking at the menu. And first of all, those are like $2 tacos. But they're probably the best tacos you've ever had. Bitch. They were so good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. so the person I was with was like, what are you getting? I was like, oh, I'm going to get two polo tacos. <laughs> I can't. can't. He was like, huh? I was like, the chicken ones. I'm getting the chicken I'm ones. Good. I'm honestly proud that you knew that that meant chicken, though. It said chicken in parentheses. Oh, so there it is. There it is. But the I... He would not let me order. He's That's like, embarrassing. I'm going to order for, how do you say it? Pollo. Stop. What? Pollo. Pollo. There you go. Oh. It's not that hard, honestly. Pollo. Don't say polo. <laughs> it's pollo. It's okay. I have to do it to Blair when we it's go to like, Mexican restaurants too, because he usually orders something chicken. It just like makes me sound so maybe Texan. Polo. <laughs> like that, two well, yeah. Polo tacos. Caucasian Texan. Yeah. Polo. Polo. I'll mm. have polo tacos. Oh, now oh that's we, more English. That's, now we're going more British with it. <laughs> I, I didn't I realize. <laughs> My Spice Girl came out. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Spice up your life. Honestly, that salsa will spice up your life. Whoa. Mm. I had to go home and drink milk. That makes my butthole hurt. Ew. About it. <laughs> well, luckily, I did not have that problem. So I Ew. just. I mean, that's what you get when you get roll. I got rumbos. To the podcast. I'm just gonna go ahead and start. He's ready. So I'm playing referee because guess who we've got in the studio today? We've got my co-host Nicola Ivy. Yep, today I'm Nicola, and we've got <laughs> that's the personality she's gonna use today. And we've got producer Paul. Producer What's up? Paul. I appreciate you, know you guys what? having me on. We haven't done an episode on this podcast together. Not with the three of us. Mm-mm. Not with the three of us. No. Mm-mm. I haven't done one with him at all. Oh wow! We did one together. Mm-hmm. Oh, was, that's right. I thought, yeah. With Weldon. I was recovering. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Weldon was here. I could have sworn we were on like, one. No. You were recovering. Yeah. I, I had to like clarify. I was recovering from a surgery. Yeah. 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 Uh, in recovery. No. Um, Wait, there's nothing wrong with recovery. No. Never. Nothing. Absolutely no. not. I just have not personally gone through Always that. get the help that you need. Honestly, yes. So we have producer Paul on the episode today because, you know, we, we bring Paul on as well, we call him Joe. We call him many names, but it's usually on a fun, like, opinionated thing. That Controversial yeah. male versus female conversations. He's great to fight with, honestly. That's really why we bring oh, him on. Um, but today we for. actually wanted... <laughs> Aww. It's Thanks, okay. Guys. It's all he brings to the table. I'm not good to Attitude. love. Just oh, good to fight with. Damn. <laughs> Attitude. Hey. That's all he's got. Um, but you guys, Paul's story is actually pretty cool. And I wanted to touch a little bit because we've never really elaborated on what Paul does and Paul's mm-hmm. background. And um, so we want you guys to get to know Paul a little bit because at the end of the day, we talk about business on here and he is a business owner. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Paul, tell us who you are, what you do, boo. What I do. So as of now... I own this studio, Nexum Creative, Nexum Creative Media. So we're a full content creation studio when it comes to music, podcasting, any kind of content creation for any kind of either social media outlets or online distribution. Okay. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So a little bit of background about you, because I actually met Paul through a mutual friend Yeah. and she knew him like before studio days. Um, when did you know her? Um, he used to date one of my best friends. Okay, let's yeah. just put it out there. <laughs> okay, there we go. Long time Were ago. Were you a musician, musician at that time? I mean, I've always done music. Okay. I was, okay. I've always done music. But... So, well, tell us about your music background. Yeah, actually, I want to know about this. Like I, I don't know enough about it. So, that, so, music background, I've been singing since I was little, you know, in choir. I was always that, I was kind of the what jock did... choir guy. What except... is that called? One of the deep voice, what they call that? Bass. Baritone or baritone bass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Except I didn't sing the way that I talk. I have a way higher voice singing than I do when I talk. Oh. Have you ever heard him sing? I don't I felt like. I mean, I don't no. know if you really have. I think I like looked you up when our mutual friend first told me about you. 
You know what's funny He's is that really I'm, I'm trying to remember the mutual friend. I think I, I it's this what? it's the regular mutual friend, right? Oh my you God. dated her. I would well, hope yeah, you would remember her. I also dated a couple of your friends. Oh, wow, and I wow, think wow, this wow. is Here it just who else have you dated? Down. Anyways, I know who you're talking about. She's married now. Right. No, no, no. Three beautiful actually, children. Oh, gorgeous. And I just actually talked to her the, the other day and I just said, I'm so, you know, it's, it's so nice to see you're happy. It's awesome. And she's, she's like, so thank happy. you so much. So she is. And I, I love it for her. Love I it for her. I need to know who else my friend you've I don't dated. Know. Doesn't no, matter. Now it's going to be a conversation. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, but no, no. Yeah. You, you know I'm stressed. You, did you ever, <laughs> do you want to hear something funny? Let's, I can Tell me. break the mold a little bit. Do you know how uh, me and your friend met? Your friend that I met? I feel like she told me that, but I probably forgot. Tell me. Oh, you wouldn't forget this. Oh, tell me. This is like the craziest story ever. Nah, maybe not that bad. Sorry, I didn't mean to hide you guys up. This may be really shit, <laughs> but I think it's pretty crazy. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm at, um, where am I? What was it called? It's over on, uh, it was karaoke in the north side of Fort Worth. Not north side, north, uh, north Fort Worth. Um, it's that Irish pub right next to Flips. Oh, Shays. No. No. It right next to Flips. I don't, I don't fuck with that part of town. I don't either, but I was there doing karaoke, right? Because they had karaoke, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go do it with some buddies. I used to live in the Saginaw area, so I would go out there, and I was like, I'm going to go do some karaoke. It'd be fun, right? She's so, from the Crooked Eye, though. Huh? I need to ask her what she was doing out there. She's not from that area. She's so, from the Crooked Eye. Is she? Yeah. Okay. So, so, um, anyways, anyways, so we're out there. I'm singing. It's fun. And all of a sudden... She, uh, I, there's this, I, I go sing a song and this, these couple of girls call me over to the table and I'm like, Hey, what's up? I'm completely oblivious what's going on. And they're just like, Hey, what's up? You want to hang out with us? And I was like, yeah, sure, sure. No worries. And still kind of like, okay, cool. These, you couple of hot females, they're really nice. So I'll talk to them anyways, get some drinks, have fun, yada, yada. And they're like, Hey, do you guys want to, uh, cause I was with a buddy of mine. They were like, Hey, do you want to come back? Maybe we can go hang out at the apartment after drink, you know, after party kind of drink stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. So get back there. My buddy and I walk in and the second I walk in the door, she closes the door, locks it. <gasps> And she goes, who the fuck are you? And I said, what? <laughs> Instantly, I was like, I'm about to die. Like, this is. She's not that kind of friend, though. I'm about to die. Like, I was, I mean, I had no idea who she was. She's one of my nicest friends. Oh, wait. So, <laughs> um, no, she's super nice. It was a big misunderstanding. Um, so she goes, who the fuck are you? Let me see your driver's license. Whoa. And I was like. <laughs> okay. Why? No. What? I, it was a whirlwind of emotion all in one because I didn't know what was going I've on. I've heard this story. Have this you? Is, I'm like, this sounds so familiar. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. So she goes, you are not that person. And I'm like, please tell me what the hell's going on because I'm a little freaked out. Like, I'm probably going to break down your door so I can get out of here. And she's like, you've been messaging me on Facebook for months. And Did you tell me this? Yeah. Story? I feel like yeah. I heard this. Yeah. Before. And I said, I don't know who you are, lady. You oh, that's right. Nutso. Somebody catfished. Somebody catfished. Used all my pictures. That's right. Used all my I didn't pictures. She was a victim of that. Yeah, but how crazy is it to meet me, the guy that was getting? That's honestly kind of a small world. No kidding. So also kind of a low key flex for you because that means you're hot and people are using your photos. It was very strange. So then it was like, it, eh, I was like, that's. So then you had to date. Right. Yeah. I was yeah, like, then, absolutely. So he was catfish. I was like, well, I owe you, uh, I guess. A date. I owe you a date. I would date her in a heartbeat. That she was amazing. Such a good person. She really is. She's, She's just tall. Just a, yeah. So like, it wouldn't really re logistically work out for her and I, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's no, tall. just right. But okay. she's beautiful. One of the sweetest people ever. Honestly. Yeah. Like I love all my friends, but I have like my friend, nice friends and I'm a not so nice friends. Like, and I mean that just, I'm part of the not so nice. What, where am I? Um, you kind of depends on the day. Both. I feel like you oh, have wow. a not so nice ability. Not that you're yeah, not I nice do. to me, but right. You don't put up with shit. <clears throat> no. So well, you're like falling under the not nice sometimes. category. Yeah, you put up with something. Yeah. Damn. That you shouldn't. Mm. I have wanted to grab tequila about five times already in this 13 minutes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways, anyway. Okay. So okay, sorry. So, that was, that, so yeah, we met that way. Okay. We met that way. I we met like through I've that. Heard that, story that was a yes. very okay. crazy story. Anyways. Uh, so wait, so circling back, because I'm actually, I'm genuinely very curious to know about like your early days of performing yeah. and getting into that whole arena since that also is my background. So 
you sang in choir and then how did, where did that go? Sang in choir, got a three quarter ride scholarship for opera singing in mm, college. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was fun. And that was the best training ever for mm-hmm. any kind of mm-hmm. singing. Don't sing opera anymore, of course. Got out of there um, with a vocal performance degree. Bullshit. What, who, who the hell needs that? Yeah. I have a degree to sing. Woo. Mean, All right. Anyways, doesn't matter. So did that, went out of school, and then just started going to different studios and got really screwed over in studios a lot because that's just kind of what the music business is. Mm-hmm. Had several record deals. Mm. On the table, always got messed up money-wise with that, you know, left and right, getting screwed over. So then I was like, you know what? I'm tired of going to these studios and spending thousands of dollars to get nothing done. So I started my own stuff. And then I started recording myself and doing my own thing, just kind of learning it. I went and interned at different studios and just watched, watched what they did so I could learn it. Were you using like a garage or something as your studio or Um, what were you doing? Yeah, my mom's back room. Uh, she allowed me, she had this back, like little back house mm-hmm. and I just turned that into that. And then once I moved out of, well, I guess, no, because I moved into a, a new place cause I had my son, mm-hmm. my son. And then when I was 22, almost 23. So then that's when we moved, we moved out of my mom's house cause I was living with her to save some money mm-hmm. because I was raising him by myself. Yeah. And then, so I, we got in a little duplex or in the had a little mother-in-law house in the back. And that's what I turned my studio into. <laughs> and then I kind of just progressed from there. Kept doing so that. So you've been doing like studio stuff, like for on like the production years. side for a minute. Yeah. For a long time. The same minute. A uh, minute. It's a minute. Oh, it's okay. I'm old. I know it. That's yeah. fine. We're not calling you that. No, it's okay. We're not. I've embraced it. No. We did determine if you went on a reality TV show, though, you might be the oldest one there. Somebody you know what? First that. of all, wow. you are the Somebody best for your age group. Okay. So. We'll categorize. We'll categorize. 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 We're going to categorize that. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I, I like that. You're the best for your age group. You are. That's kind of like telling you and you're the only person in the room. You're the prettiest person in this room. Thank you. Wait, that's not nice. <laughs> right. Exactly. So you're the best for your category. I would still say thank you. <laughs> Nicholas, like, I will accept I guess it's better than you being like, no, you're not pretty, pretty in this room. You're the, not the prettiest one in the room whenever you're the only one. Thank you. So anyways. Single people. I like that. Okay. Go I'm ahead. sorry. Okay, but just like it's just at the end of the day, you're just not old. No, you're really yeah. not old. Okay. Feel it. Okay. So yeah, so I've been doing music for a very, very long time. I mean, I thought you were like 34. Thanks. What? I'm 30. So like, yeah, I, would, I was like, yeah, in like high school proximity, he'd be like a senior, you know, and I'd be like, I, I guess in eighth grade. <laughs> I don't know. So enough. And he wouldn't be talking to you if he's yes, a senior. That no. would be creepy. You know what's I'm crazy? not saying you know, that. I'm just you know, saying, like, I just thought that was of, like. Speaking of creepy, do you remember back in high school, like junior, I, I'm sure you remember this too, but your junior, senior friends, they'd be like, oh yeah, I'm dating this like 25 year old. And back then I was like, whoa, that's cool. And now I'm like, oh my God, that's so creepy. That is creepy. Like if you think, but that was like a yeah. normal thing back then. I mean, I didn't have any of my friends doing that. I did like a lot of that. Well, I guess they, a lot of like the, a lot of the like popular cheerleaders and yeah. stuff, like the juniors and seniors. Oh, they'd be yeah, 16, like college, yeah. yeah, 16, yeah. 17. They'd be dating college dudes, like yeah. 23, 24. I'm like, I think about that now. I'm like, man, if I was that girl's parent, oh man. I mean, Blair and I don't have a big age gap, but to put it just based off life experience, I'm like, when you were in high school, I was having a child. Right. He's like, well, nobody has a child at that age. I'm like, okay, well, first of all, <laughs> I mean, thanks asshole. Um, but yeah, but well, my ex-husband was seven years older. Yeah. But see, that into so, perspective. So that, yeah, but, that, that, that but maybe whenever they're an adult of legal age, but you it were makes really it young okay. when you met him. So I was 18, barely yeah. at legal age. Yeah, he was, but yeah. Really? Okay, fine. Well, I guess that would be, yeah, That's he legal. was like 25 and I was 18. Yeah. Kind of like legal. the same scenario though. Cause you could have been in your senior year as 18. Technically. Yeah, but, but if you're in high school, do you got the, your boyfriend dropping you off at high school? It's fucking weird. weird. Yeah. Come on now. Mm. That's just odd. It's like, why aren't you going after somebody that is your age? You're I not mean, old. Like, you're I'm, not. And I mean, like, if you're 23, 24, 25, like, come on, stay 21 up. So you can at least take them out. Maybe that was the point. Can we tell people that in their 30s? Well, no, because there's no point. They're no. all above 21. <laughs> Thanks, Missy. They're all above. <laughs> wow. Man, shade thrown. Shots fired. You know, if you're feeling listen. old, I'm feeling old too. <laughs> I never said I didn't. I definitely feel old. Y'all. Shots fired. And I'm only 32. I'll say it. I'm 32 years old. Mm. And I feel old because I've had a child since I was 19. 
I get it. And it's tiring. Yeah. Parenting is hard. Yeah. Parenting is the best thing ever for me. It is. Well, yeah. Oh, but it was but just really difficult. Anyway, how do you expensive. get off topic? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Sorry about that. Expensive. Okay, so, it's so expensive. Oh, yeah. No. So you <clears throat> kind of started your own studio space yeah, within I your people. own, like, home area, which yeah. is pretty... That was also pretty common, like, back when I was doing studio work a lot. You know, you'd have some of the people that had big studios, which were the ones that often were sketchy and, like, mm-hmm. ripping you off. And so then you'd find, like, home studios where people, like, used it as, like, their craft that they really enjoyed as, like, a hobby. And that was usually the better route to go. Um, so then did you start taking clients at that point? Yeah, so when I got to a point where I was halfway decent after I taught myself a whole bunch of stuff. And, like, at what, like, age are we talking? Um... <clears throat> Since you kind of have been doing it was out, it was outside of college because I was I was doing like recording in my dorm room and stuff for people in college just for fun, just Mm. for free, just to kind of learn stuff. Yeah, just kind of a hobby, just making just making whatever they throw me, you know, five or ten bucks for like lunch money, stuff like that, just for fun. And then when I got out, I always wanted to do it, and I saw lunch cost back in the nineties. Oh yeah, wow, (laughs) you are not that much younger than me, ma'am. I you were all one today. You were all one. I think I just want to go under. I just want to like crawl under this table Damn. and just like go to a safe space. Just sliding in, huh? Wow. You couldn't help it. Yeah, I don't always roast our guests. <laughs> Because it's me. But when it's Paul, we make sure we extra, we we make it extra toasty. So much fun. Okay, well, before we started recording, after the episode, we're going to show everybody Mrs. Outfit that she hates, so... (laughs) Right. Oh my God. I feel so in the middle of all of this. Well, you actually are in the middle of all this proximity wise. So you want to make fun Literally. of you too? I can. Let me see. Let me think of something. I'll, can I'll think I of something go in a to minute. the bathroom or something? Yeah, you can go. Missy and I will fight it out in here. Oh man. We always do anyways. anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Oh my God. Back to my story, which I was rudely interrupted through. So I'm, I'm thinking like it was right after college. My son was born and I started taking some extra clients because I was working sure. a couple of jobs. I was doing all, I always did sales and marketing. That's all I did. Missy, you need to go home. Go home. Go sit in the corner. No, turn around towards the wall. You're in timeout. You are in absolute timeout. I'm listening. I don't know. I don't even know either. I don't know. Anyway, so I took some fucking people and I recorded people Uh and that was it. No, No. no, this is going to be a longer podcast than that. All right, guys. Thanks for listening today. No, you can't say that. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I want to know how you segued into podcasting. Okay. It's obviously yeah. So, well, I was in corporate America forever. You know, I did corporate. sales, sales, advertising for ever. That's just what I did. I loved being in front of people. I love, I was a performer anyway. So it was sales was easy for me. Mm-hmm. I love talking See? to people. Yeah, I get I love doing all of that. And that's kind of what I did. And I mean, I would do all, even in my jobs, I'd, you know, lead courses and trainings and orientations and all that stuff in the, in the position that I was in. So I went, I had a, I was let go from a position. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess six years ago now, and that because I'd always done studio work in the in my in my like at nights mm-hmm. after work, I'd get just extra money because I always loved it and I like helping people grow. Mm-hmm. Like studio work is so much fun to me because I get to see artists develop. You know, it's just really cool for me. Mm-hmm. Like I get to take somebody that has no idea they can do something or make it sound great. You know, they had no idea they could get a million dollar product in quotations kind of thing, you know, and then give them a million dollar product and have them feel really good about it. Mm -hmm. And that made me, that made me really happy because I love making people happy. That's just fun for me, especially in music. So once I was let go from this position for some bullshit, like it was just kind of like, ah, we're going to let you go because of no real reason at all. So I was like, okay, cool. Next day I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go into my own business, tired of the bullshit, and I want to make my own money. And I knew that I could. Scariest decision of my life, but it was awesome. All right. So opened up a studio. I had some money saved up. So I was like, I'm just going to go. I'd, if I fall flat on my face, then at least I tried. All or nothing. All or nothing. So I did. I <clears throat> uh, rented a little office space and decorated it. or I, I built it in like a room inside of a room, made it a studio. And then that's kind of where it all started. Then one day somebody came in and was like, Hey, I need to do a podcast. And I was like, well, shit, all I have is a booth and one microphone. Mm. I, I can't do this, you know? So I rented another office space and you guys are familiar with that office space, mm-hmm. rented the other office space, created a table, got four mics 
And I was like, okay, cool. Did you have did two that. studios in at this point or did you just? Yeah. So this, I had upgrade. my recording studio with music <laughs> okay. and then I had the other room with the Got podcasting. It. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did that. And then I guess what, six or six to eight months after I opened the podcast, close to a year, COVID hit. Right. And then for a lot of people that like just ruined people and I wasn't going to let that happen. Right. Because with content, you, and you know this mm -hmm. with content, if you don't have it, you're screwed. Mm -hmm. If you're not online, you're screwed. Mm -hmm. If you don't have any kind of, and not just pictures, pictures are out. I mean, that's just, you, you just can't get very far with pictures anymore. Like only. So you've got to have video content and things like that. So mm -hmm. I say I was, in the middle of COVID, you know, everything was shut down and I was like, okay, I've been doing podcasts for a while and that's a big business. You know, podcasts are huge right now. Yes. And I said, so I had a real heart to heart with myself and just said, all right, how can I level this up? Because this isn't going to cut it forever. So I was like, okay, cool. And I even told you this, I told you like my vision for this place mm -hmm. way before it was, yeah. it came to I fruition. I don't think you ever, she ever, she, you never saw the old studio. No, she didn't. Wailing your hair Look, around and your freaking mask. But oh, I, I told you like way yeah. before this place. I told you exactly what it's gonna look like. Mm -hmm. I told you exactly what to I have, wanted. Have me come and design and decorate on the inside. But but then I saw your taste and I was like, ooh, I'll do it myself. Um, oh man. Oh man. Oh, I had to throw that one in there. That's fine. I had I'll to. Let you roll with it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give that to you. Thank you. It's it very looks sweet like of a you. bachelor pad done thrown up in this joint. I think uh, this place this looks shit's kinda badass. cool. Everyone has complimented it. Don't be a hater. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a hater. Anyway, so I did that. Hating. I did that and I said, so then I got some more clients in. I started doing this. I started uh, shooting extra content for video. I hired video teams and I said, you know what? I'm going to build a How did you studio. find the people that would be your team? So I'm very, very picky and very hard. I vet a lot sure. of people. So in the building where my studio was, was a television network downstairs. It was a country network That's downstairs. That's kind of convenient. Well, it was very cool because I did a lot of audio for them. Mm -hmm. So then I met a lot of the best videography people, the best video teams like in the city. And that's who I use now. I vetted a lot of them. I, I saw their work ethic and I needed all that. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'd rather have, I, I really wanted to make sure that everyone that I put my name behind was going to be phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And everyone that I have now is just ridiculously amazing. Yeah. Everyone that I, that I, that I bring on for any kind of video shoots, commercial shoots, music videos, anything like that. So I thought about it even a bigger picture and I was like, Hey, so I've got podcasts and I've got recording, I've got music recording. And I was like, that's not enough for me. I need more because there's still a need. So then we went into video and I thought about this place. I've been thinking about this place for a couple of years now. Um, and I just, I looked around, found a warehouse. And I was like, wow, this is out of my budget, but let's do it anyways. Mm -hmm. Because I just had a good feeling about it. And like I said, I just said, fuck it. Let's, let's, let's go. I mean, just all, all or nothing, all in, because I just believe that if you don't go all in, because, you know, back to my background, I used to be super overweight. Right. So I was 300 pounds. So I was like 24 years old. Right. So, and I kept wanting to lose weight, but I wouldn't go all in. Right. You know, and that's a, a lot of people have that issue. That's, it's mm -hmm. very hard. I mean, it's very hard. Yeah. It's very hard to do it. Dedication. Uh, it's dedication and it's being able to have that perseverance to not stop. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the biggest things. So my son was about to be born. He was, uh, he, I guess he was just born. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to be a fat dad. I cannot do that. You know, back in, back in my day, you know, in the early times of the millennial back millennium in the, in, in the early centuries, you count as the generation before I'm a, no, I'm a millennial. A millennial? <laughs> yeah, girl. I'm not the five years difference, miss oh my God. five fucking years. Last college. She's like trying to full ass uh, call you 45 right now. Right. Seriously. <laughs> Have I'm you no seen the gray? Have, I'm just kidding. Oh my what? God. Oh my God. Y'all have got if I have a little bit of gray in my beard. Uh, I wish I had a those little. COVID shields right now that I could COVID just COVID shields, <laughs> just like around your body. Yeah. So anyways, back to my heartfelt, heartwarming story, Missy, Continue. before your hate God. can't cut through this stuff. Okay, okay. Oh <laughs> anyways, so I lost a bunch of weight. It took me eight months to lose 100 pounds. And I just said, I'm amazing. doing it. I'm doing it. I cut everything literally one day cold turkey. And so once I did that, 
I realized and, and I found out for myself, I said, well, shit, if I put my mind to something and I actually go all in, sure. that anything can happen. And so I did that. I did that a lot. And I did that. And now fast forward back to the studio. I said, hey, you know, I'm going to find this place. I'm going to build it and I'm going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Way out of my budget, too. Like I, and I knew it. But my idea had to be mm-hmm. where my idea would be or it wouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if I just kind of went half ass, I'm like, man, I could either go out of budget and just bust my ass to make it or I can go midway and then have to move again and then have to do this again and again. And it's just like that's that's too many steps. And I wasn't down for that. So I was just like, whatever, let's figure it out. So I, I met a person, the owner of this building here worked with me. He he saw my business plan and my vision. He goes, that's amazing. Let me help you out. So I was like, OK, cool, because I tell you that if once you start believing in yourself, other people will too. Mm-hmm. And there are opportunities that open up that you had no idea were even out there because you started having faith in yourself. Because right. when you carry yourself with that kind of confidence and that faith in what you believe in, when it's something business wise, people start, it, mm-hmm. you, you start to, it starts to, uh, you know, that aura around it's like you. like that glow. Yeah. It's, it's, it. a, it's a glow of confidence, but not like in an arrogant or cocky way. No. It's no, a glow no, of it's like success. Right. It's a glow of success because you can do anything and be successful, but you have to go all in. Right. And you have to sacrifice everything that you want within like personally and say, this is all going to go towards the business. Well, you have to sell it to yourself before you can sell it to Absolutely. someone else. And that's like in relationships, that's everything. We've always yeah, talked about that sure. too. And I think it's key. Like people need to know when you're starting a business or going out on your own or being an entrepreneur, like it takes money to make money. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Like you have to take a lot of money. Sometimes. Nothing's that's just, nothing comes easy to you. I mean, and even like securing an investor, if you went that route to get an investor, to get your business going, securing an investor, an investor wants to see your business plan. They want to see what the potential growth is for a certain company, you know, your company. And so it's that in itself is like pressure and nerve wracking. And it's really hard for people to do, but just like, I think with anything, if you're going on your own, you need to know that it's going to take money to make money. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I I remember you were talking, um, in one of the previous episodes about the whole investor thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and I will tell you right now, my biggest tip for anybody with investors, if they can't, if they can't give you something that you can't attain, then don't go with an investor. Like, yeah, that's just I mean, like, because I had yeah. so many people that yeah. wanted to invest twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. And I'm like, why? I can make that. That's easy to make. No, yeah. yeah. Like, it's unless, not easy if you don't need it. Exactly. Basically. Because what yeah. you're doing is you're giving a portion of your business exactly. away. Exactly. And, and investor if you can, cost. now mm-hmm. I will tell you that, yeah, it may take you four to five to six extra months to get to that point mm-hmm. where you can get this or that. But is that really worth a portion of your business for life or a portion of your business for years down the Mm -hmm. road? Whatever you contractually put in in there, Mm -hmm. is it worth that? I would rather just work double time and make that. Right. You know, so unless and I I know that you said this, too, it's like unless you're going to put out half a mil. For me to create like an entire or something huge that there's no way that I can grab that right now, Mm -hmm. then there's really no point in doing it. Don't allow someone to intrude because you're scared. Right. Like intrude on your business and take part of that. When you have to look at the bigger picture. So, for example, if you are starting a company and you have an investor give you, you know, $10,000 for 15 percent of your company and that company grows to be a multi-million dollar company. They're fucking making that 10k yep. back yeah, and yeah. then some. Oh, like, exactly. So over think about like where the where you <clears throat> want your company to go, and is that ten thousand dollars that you're getting up front worth giving up that percentage of your company forever, potentially, unless you exactly. buy them out. Well, and think that's about the process. Well, and also when, whenever you're doing this, you've got to do some calculations. Don't just grab people's money. No, I mean mm-hmm. you could even go and apply for a business loan and go that's through a way bank. Way better. I'd rather do mm-hmm. a go business a loan because bank. the bank's not going to own my business. No, they're not, and they're going to give you them. I mean, you're going to have to pay the interest, but I mean that's a lot better than having to pay residual income to someone for the rest of the entirety of you having a company. No kidding. Well. And even to touch on the, you know, getting a loan through the bank, listen to our episode with Crystal and talking about your credit. So if it's somebody who doesn't sure. have credit and a biz- and a bank may not own them a business loan, then mm-hmm. they may have to use an individual or something like that. That might be the only option. However, think there- long and hard. Can that money, whether it's 10,000, 20, 50,000, if you just worked a little longer, a little harder, or made some sacrifices, can you do it on your own without getting it from somebody who's going to forever have a cut? I in mean, the that's business? always the first, like... Yeah, I would you'd be think. surprised. Some well, people, people get don't scared have patience about it. And people, they don't, yeah. I think it's more on the fear side. It's like, oh my God, I need this and I can't get it. So let me go well, take it. Well, they cut themselves short and they go they and do. take it. They yeah. do. And I'll tell you right now that if you just like, it's going to be hard 
This owning your own business is not easy it's and it never will too. be. Yeah, absolutely. Because as a business owner and as that with that, with an entrepreneurial spirit mm -hmm. and with an entrepreneurial mindset, you want, you want everything now. Like mm -hmm. I want this to be amazing now. It's That's amazing not. to, you have to realize that like even this studio here, like I want bigger and better now mm -hmm. because I've been here, but everyone walks in, they're like, wow, this is amazing. I'm like, oh, to you. So you you have to know that whenever you create something, you're always going to, especially if you have that mindset, you're always going to want more. Chasing and the, the next step. Yeah. And, and, and that's a really good mindset, but don't allow that to bleed off into people that walk in that have never been there. Right. That don't, that don't see everything that you do because you're looking forward. If you have the right mindset, you're looking forward. So don't, don't, I guess, you know, talk down about your business mentally, like even just thinking about it, mm -hmm. because then it just resonates with you that it's negative. Mm -hmm. You know, these people that are walking in are seeing something that you've built, right? You know, they don't, they don't see the big picture yet because that's in your mind. Right. But well, and, that, and you're the only person that needs to be concerned about that. Exactly. And don't let that bleed off into your business mm -hmm. because even if it's something small, so you got to start somewhere. When take the win, take the win that someone is looking at it and, exactly. you know, giving you accolades and applauding you. No, no kidding. We I mean, need wins when you're running your own business. And like, always, geez. always go for those small wins. Yeah, I'm absolutely. You, those are the better ones. A hundred percent. Because, mm -hmm. you know, and one of the biggest things that when I, when I first got in this building, I, I did, cause like I said, it was, it's expensive. I mean, it really mm -hmm. is expensive, but the very first thing I thought about was how much money do I need to make every single day mm -hmm. to make rent? Mm -hmm. How many clients, mm -hmm. how many, this, how many, that? Because if you break it down like that, it is not that much money. No. Well, it's if you like, think about it yeah, that way, and like you have to push for that though. The whole um, you're staying consistent. The whole yeah. thing to make six figures, you only have to make like two hundred. It's like two hundred or two hundred thirty something dollars. Two hundred thirty-eight dollars. Two thousand a week or something. Like something. That, right? It's like yeah. two hundred thirty dollars yeah. a day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something like that. So it's something yeah. low. Yeah. If you think about that, and you know, the average person probably works Monday through Friday, so they're not working. But if you break down your pay like that, to think about like, okay, if I if I have a side hustle, for sure. example, I'm selling candles on Etsy or whatever. Calculate, I need to sell this many ca candles per day. That includes Saturday exactly. and Sunday to hit that mark to don't project stop six figures. <laughs> and then also don't forget to take out what it's costing you to do that, of course. But, you know, it's easy if you just break down the numbers to, you know, if your goal is 60 grand a year profit, figure that number up and whatever your side hustle is or main business that, you know, what do you need to do? I feel like when you put it in those terms, like you, you know, I need to with explore box, I need to sell so many right. boxes per day to make six figures or to profit six figures, for example. Exactly. And I know that number in my head and I know, you know, and some days I might exceed that and other days I might not, but if it's leveling out for the month, then you're still on track for that. Well, so, people get into that doldrum of, oh my God, I need to make six figures. Otherwise I'm not going to make well, it. No, yeah, no, and, that's or, just or general, Well, well yeah. the reason I say that is because instead of breaking it down the way that we're talking about, they're just thinking about this huge goal that they have to hit and they don't have steps to get there. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, a lot of people will just be like, oh, well, I need to make six figures. Okay. How? Yeah. How are you going to do right. this? Mm -hmm. Because if you can't, give yourself, I mean, that's just a business plan. Technically, mm -hmm. you know, if you can't give yourself steps to get there and I'm talking about small mm -hmm. steps too, right. because you talk, I mean, a hundred thousand dollars a year. Cool. My first year, I want that. Cool. I, I, I love that for you, but how, you how, <laughs> how are you going to do it? You can't just say that. And all of a sudden it shows up. You can't yeah. just open a business and then it just happens. You no. have to do something. So what are you going to do? Take it week by week. What are you going to do your first week? What are you going to do the second week? Because once you start doing that, it is more feasible mentally than you've ever imagined. Mm -hmm. Open it, having your own business is extremely hard, but it's not as hard as it's not as difficult as being 65, 70 years old, wishing that you'd done it. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Or even shit, 40 and wishing you'd done it at 20. I'm telling you right now, we live one time. There's one thing in this life that we can get back all the time if we want it is money. That's easy. Money can go, money can come. But one thing you can get back is time. So if you can do everything you possibly can, all your dreams, all your aspirations, create what you want to create. If it doesn't work, who cares? Because then you know it didn't work. Like I but love failing. It. Exactly. But I love failing. Amen. I love failing. Yeah. Because then I'm like, all right, well that shit didn't work. So now how can I make it work? Mm, how can you pivot? Yeah. How can I pivot? How can I rotate? How can I, how can I evolve? Because mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest things during COVID that I had to kind of face myself with is sure. like, I could have stopped and I could have yeah. just gotten a regular job. Right. But I was like, how can I evolve what I have in order to be 
um, you know, proof, be uh, uh, what pandemic proof, mm-hmm. be recession proof, mm-hmm. you know? So what I did was like, okay, I need to create content because well, everyone I, needs it. So mm-hmm. get a need yeah. that people that you got to find the needs in every single industry. There's, there's a need for something mm-hmm. and find and that, that can set you apart. <laughs> exactly. And not even set you apart fully because you can just have that need and say, well, someone's going to need this and stop thinking that everyone's a competition. Mm-hmm. Everyone, no one's a competition except for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and make your business better than it was yesterday. Stop thinking about competition. Community is way better than competition mm-hmm. because the more word of mouth, I still don't have a website for this place and I'm yeah. booked. I was going to all add, the time. Mm-hmm. That was going to be one of my questions. One, how do you get new clients for here? But that's why I wanted to bring you on was because I, the story of how you pivoted your music career into, uh, you know, you, you essentially took what you knew with audio knowledge yeah. and pivoted into something that, you know, uh, music's obviously very specific and it isn't like your average Joe's not doing music and they're not right. recording. So you made what a need. Is, yeah. You made a need for, you know, to do, you know, people need, you know, video for a website or they need podcasts, you know, Mm -hmm. audio and things like that. So pivoting the way you've been able to pivot your business from music to now being able to offer an array of services using the same audio equipment and kind of taking what you had on hand and saying, okay, I can, I can pivot this. I can make money this way by using the same camera or the same microphone. And and it's one of those things. Don't limit yourself. Don't, Mm -hmm. don't pigeonhole yourself Mm -hmm. because there, like, I could have just stayed audio. Did I know video when I first started? No, I didn't. But guess what I did? I found people that did. Right. And then there are ways to build a team that I, where I don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I get people that are amazing at video mm-hmm. and I set it up. It's almost like a liaison. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to facilitate a video shoot for you. And you're going to do this. And now all of a sudden I'm a media video company because now I have a team that can come out and do this. Exactly. But you have to like, you don't have to be an expert in every single thing Mm-mm. in an industry to be able to be successful. No. You really don't because I'm an expert in the audio side. Give me some vocals and give me an incredible singer or a not so incredible singer. Cause I work with a lot of those too. And I can make you sound great. You know, give me some music and I'll make you, I'll, I'll, I'll do some really amazing things in music. Cause that's my, that's my baby. That's my passion, right? Mm-hmm. Video. Can I do it? Absolutely. Have I done it? Yeah. I've learned it pretty, pretty well in the past, you know, three or four years, but am I the best? No, but I have the best. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hire people or bring people in your community that are, you know, better than you, that are smarter than you in certain areas, then build a community of people where you can say, Hey, listen, I've got this team can go over here. Hey, I've got this over here. Like I said, you don't have to be the expert in everything, right, you don't mm-hmm. but being a facilitator and being that person that always has good ethics and good morals. That's one of the things that I stand by. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what, I mean, if someone walks in here with an idea for say a podcast, and it's not a good solid idea and they don't have a business plan set together. They don't have a way to go forward because I ask all these questions before I have any kind of podcast come in. I have, we have a consultation meeting and I'll listen to what their idea is and I'll tell them, I'll say, that's got a lot of holes in it and you're not going to get what you want out of that because it's not quite fully developed mentally yet. Now it's, it's, everyone starts from ground zero unless you're some super famous person that just wants to start a podcast. Right? Mm-hmm. So you've got these smaller people in the community that want to start something big. Okay, great. You're going to be starting from ground zero. So you have to first start to think, think about that. But now how are you going to get to be that million dollar product? Mm -hmm. You know, so first off, they're already starting in the right place because they're coming to an actual studio. So it's going to sound great. It's Mm -hmm. going to look great. Mm -hmm. So great. Now you, now you look and sound just like Joe Rogan or you just, or just like, uh, you know, call her daddy. Okay, great. You guys sound the same. Right. So that's, that's, that's your first step. You sound and look the same. Now, how are you going to take that forward? Mm -hmm. So if they don't have that, I won't take them as a client. I'll say, listen, I can help you build some things. I can kind of consult with you, tell you what you should do, but I can't make you do those things. And I can't guarantee your success Mm -hmm. because it's not my brand to work with. So I believe that if you stand by your morals and ethics in any kind of business, that's when the good comes to you. And people will see that. People will see how hard you work. People will see how, you know, ethical and your moral compass and how good of a person you are. And they'll want to work with you because there are some shysty people in business everywhere that are are literally just in it for the money. Mm -hmm. But I turn people away all the time. Like even in the music studio, people will come in and they just pay by the hour kind of thing. Right. 
if they don't get work done in the first 30, 40 minutes and they just are stuck and they're not having a good day, I'll stop the session and I'll send them home, no pay and say, Hey man, or Hey lady, let's reschedule. Because my thing is if you can't have a good psychological experience, whenever you're in my world, Mm -hmm. which is here, then I've failed. Right. Because it's the thing us as humans, we don't take responsibility for things. We just don't at first. Like there, I mean, yes, I'll say sorry for things and, oh, you know what? That was my fault. But at the very first gut reaction, we blame. Everybody does. Every human does. You know, we don't ever take responsibility for ourselves. That's just kind of their first gut thing. Oh, it's you, it's you, it's you. It's not me. So it's kind of like the, what I tell people. I'll say, listen, if you walk into Walmart, right, or Target or whatever, you're looking for bread and they don't have it, right? Who are you mad at? Target. Why don't you have my bread? Is it Target's fault, really? No, it could have been the, the, the truck was late. Mm-hmm. The developer of the bread didn't quite, you know, get the order on the right truck. Or maybe they just haven't, maybe the weather's bad somewhere else. So it's not Target's fault, but you're going to blame Target, right? Because that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's blaming. Boom. Someone walks in, spends two hours with me. They don't get anything done. Who are they blaming? Yeah. Me. Mm-hmm. Right? So I take that, I take that factor out of the equation. You're not going to blame me for shit. You're going to blame yourself because you weren't quite ready. And that's okay not to be ready. You know, you talk, you look at Michael Jordan, some, some games, he didn't have that many points. He messed up a lot. People don't see that, you know, but he had to keep pushing. He's the goat. He's the goat. He will always be the goat. (laughs) Right. So, but there are off days and it's okay to have an off day. Please know that it's okay to have an off day. If you're feeling like shit one day, it's pretty damn You're normal. You're having one today. Right. I am. You know why? Oh, because I did, saw we your were doing face. Really, really I know. Well. We were doing so oh well. Y'all and then Missy does anxiety. this. You know what, Missy? Y'all, you know who ruins I my day more than anybody? Th- I don't. Me? Let alone me? Let alone you, girl. Me? I won't give Y'all, you that much credit. I have known Paul a long time, okay? <laughs> so we've had this relationship where we, you know, Bicker. we mess with each other. Every. You ever seen Grumpy Old Men? Yeah, no, that's, I'd say that's, that's us. us for sure. Absolutely us. It's all out of good fun. I love you to death. Attack, I would literally do this with no other guests but Paul. That, so. that, that is true. And the one time I so, did this with you, you both were like, what's wrong with uh, because you? Because you were just she downright mean. Hot, y'all. I was like, hey, guys, what are you guys doing? I, I, I can't wait for you guys show. She was like, you shut up, stupid man. I, I was like, whoa. I never Pretty said much. that. She did not. Pretty much. Okay. You were, but you were like. I just love that y'all can have that relationship, but I, I cannot. You can take it over. I don't want it. I'm exhausted. I just don't want it. I don't, I'm exhausted hearing it, honestly. You were aggressive. <laughs> you were like instantly aggressive that day. I was being fine to me. It was just against you. I know. Just towards you. It's like, if she looked at me, she was like, no. <laughs> not today, Satan. Not I hate, today. I hate men right now. And that's a man. I'm taking, I'm taking them on. Okay. Okay. So okay. real quick before we finish, <laughs> what have you found to be your most successful way for getting new clients here? Has it been like social media, word of mouth, ads? What have you used? Well, for to me, it's been word of mouth. Business. It's it's okay. keeping that moral and ethical uh, that compass great because then mm-hmm. people want to work with you. People mm-hmm. see the, the the genuine side and they really want to work with you. But talking to people. If you're a business owner and you aren't talking to everybody you see, mm-hmm. there's an issue. Like I make, I don't have, I don't see strangers. Like, I don't just walk up to people and talk to them, but a lot, I just talk, you know, I'm friendly everywhere I go. I talk to everybody. And, you know, when you have that confidence of, you know what, I have my own business and I know what I'm doing in my business. And I'm I'm not thinking, Hey, I'm better than you because I never will do that. And I always say when I'm meeting in a a consultation with somebody, I'll say, listen, whether you work with me or not, because I'm not going to make them choose that. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, he already thinks he's got my, you know, he's got my money. No, I don't care if you work with me or not, but I'm going to give you some tips. I always help with information. I give free information all the time. That's another huge thing. Give out information. Let everybody know that you're an expert because then they, they, they gravitate towards you. If you yeah. withhold information, what do you think they're going to do? No one is you. They're going to think you're shady. Well, and, and it's like they're. They're gonna, they are going to think you're shady and they're, and they're, they're not going to trust you in that way. They're like, well, yeah. why? You won't even tell me like what advice people have to stop thinking that people are going to take your ideas because they will take your ideas, but be the best at what you do within yourself, Mm -hmm. because there's always somebody that can come by and do it bigger and better because of money or because of this connection or this connection. But you know what? One thing that no one is, is me. No Mm -hmm. one is me. No No one one will ever be me. a very white voice like that. Exactly. No one has this. 
except Barry White voice because she compared me Honestly. to that. But so that's one of the big things. Th- I say go um, uh, put on special events at your at, at your business. Get mm-hmm. involved with mm-hmm. the community. Get involved yeah. with the community. So I do that quite a bit. So um, during the um, whenever I can, whenever I can, I'll I'll, I'll give out meals here. I know you saw me doing some of that. So I'll go to different, um, like snap kitchen over here. Mm -hmm. I'll go there and I'll buy my meals for a couple of weeks and then I'll buy, um, like their, their, their bulk stuff that they have to get rid of. So I'll buy, you know, a couple hundred dollars worth of meals and they give me, you know, 20, 30 meals. And then I'll give them out to whoever I'll post all over my social media and say, Hey, if you need a meal, no questions asked, come by and get stuff, some some stuff for the family and come also check out the studio. I did that art show here. Mm -hmm. So Get involved with the city because there are so many things that the city puts on that you can be a part of just to be a pop up. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did with the art. I mean, I had so many people that walked through these doors that had never even heard of this place. Right. That was an awesome opportunity. It was so cool. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you're going to have to spend some money. I bought some alcohol for people. I had food here for people. But that's part of it. Just like you said, you've got to you got to spend money to make that money. Mm -hmm. And if you aren't willing to dish that out. That means you're not willing to dish out a lot, information, advice, free. I mean, I say I, I'm not a, I'm not a proponent of free work. I don't believe in that. I believe that that kind of depreciates the value of your craft. But I do believe in, you know, spreading word. I do believe in spreading your talents. Mm-hmm. Now, networking. Basically. Absolutely. Or, right. or even donating time, donating yeah. time to mm-hmm. show how amazing you are. I don't believe in the whole free thing. Don't come and don't give everybody something free. Don't be coming up, Paul, wanting a free sesh. That doesn't work. I'll come up and give you a bunch of free ideas because I love ideas. I love giving out stuff. I used to do that before I, I came here. I used to just go to businesses and they would say, what can we do? I'm like, just regurgitate a whole bunch of ideas and be like, thanks, man. And then they just pay me for the day I walk out. That was fun. A little consultant shit. But yeah, so that's, I, I would say that just talk to everybody, mm-hmm. get involved with the community. Mm-hmm. Don't know, don't, don't allow strangers to be a thing. Get to know every single person. I, like that I agree with that. Yeah. I think with any industry that you're in, that's, you know, that's how word of mouth is how you get to And don't people. talk shit about other businesses. That makes people... Mm-hmm run from you Mm -hmm. no matter how shady they are my mom so there's 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 one thing my mom always told me ever since i was a little boy she said always keep your side of the street clean Mm -hmm. right because i can't control the other side of the street i can't Mm -hmm. control your side of the street Mm -hmm. only you can but what i can do is keep my side of the street clean and no matter how dirty they are to me i can always kill them with kindness because the second you stoop down to that level of talking shit back, you've already lost. Because then people from the outside see you talking shit about something. It makes you look bad. And it makes you look bad. No, because no one has the backstory that you do. Mm-hmm. No one no one knows the backstory that you do. You know, behind the scenes. Only all they see is right up front. Perception is reality. You know what I mean? So if you don't have that, just don't talk shit. Just run your business. Mm-hmm. Let people hate. Literally. Like there was, I'll, I'll tell you right now, and then I'll, we can, we can, you, you, you can end this. There was a business came and consulted with me. I think I told you this too, cause I, I was mm-hmm. very angry, but I, I let it go. So there was, so back whenever we were in the old studio, mm-hmm. a guy came to me and was like, um, he, he's, I'm not, I don't, he's part of a whole affiliation of media stuff. And he came and he was like, man, I've really heard you're doing some great things. What are your plans? Right. And so I was brand new in this and I was super excited about my plan. So I was like, yeah, here's my plan. Right. A year later, Mm -mm. it opens up right before mine. The exact way that I told this guy what I was going to do. Like I'm talking about down to the fucking T like every single thing that I said was going to be in something. Mm. It was in something. Mm -hmm. And it upset me at first, you know, Mm -hmm. Because I, because I felt like someone stole my baby. Mm-hmm. I literally felt like someone kidnapped my ideas, mm-hmm. right? Which is fine. Mm-hmm. But then I had to kind of go back to what I said earlier. Is like, no one's me. Mm-mm. No one is me. No one's going to do it like I can. Mm-hmm. And no one's going to have the passion that I have the passion for. No one's going to have the passion for the people like I do. Mm-hmm. So I had to let that go. And that was huge for me. That was hard. I was damn near. I was so angry. I was almost in tears. I didn't tell you this. I told Nicola, though, when doing some work and research with Explorebox. Yeah. Blair stumbled across another subscription company that uses my exact same motto down to the, like, 
period. No like kidding. the whole like discover new paths to pleasure. No start exploring kidding. today. Like boom, boom, boom. Feels good kind of doesn't it? words. And I was like, and they were in a write up and I was in a write up together in the article, and that's how we stumbled across it. And so Blair started like going back to see their company started before me, but they weren't using that verbiage until after mine. Wow. And so he's like went through scouring the internet to find out when they started that. And it was after I started Explore, they started using that verbiage um, to represent their company. How'd you feel at first? I was pissed, but not for very long because when I look at their box and the items in the box, it was just nothing doesn't, compared to mine. Of course. Mine. It so doesn't, it's not you. I like, whatever, this is trash. But, um, but yeah, I was pissed. I'm like, are but it's, I didn't like me? patent that <laughs> phrase. I didn't, you know what right. I mean? Like I didn't do anything legally with the phrase. I just didn't assume anybody would fucking take it. Of course not. They did. And well, guess what that tells every you. Every word. It was an amazing idea. Yeah. You're onto something. You're onto something. And but Blair was like, did you come? I'm like, yeah, I literally sat down with my, like my website like, and I literally came up with that myself right there and there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and so I'm like, oh. It's, 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 it's definitely a stab. It definitely hurts a little bit, but then yeah. you just have to it's keep It's a backwards pushing. compliment. No. Yeah. It's a backhanded Odd. compliment. There you go. I think I would Whatever that saying is. I know what you mean. Better, but. <laughs> you know where Alaska is? Shut Anyways. up. Um, Shut up. You know what's funny is I know everything. Know. So it's Where's great. Niagara I just still Falls. don't know where Mongolia is. I'm still struggling with that. It's Mongolia? Okay. I said Russia. Asia? Fuck. That's yeah. Asia. Russia? Really? Does that even sound like a Russian word? I just thought it was Mongolia. I thought it was like... Like, I even think it's like on the lower here. left side I'm gonna of teach Russia. You, something. you ready for this? I'm going to teach you something. Why? All right, ready. Here we go. So take context, right? Takes context clues. You ever heard of uh, Mongolian grills? Like a Mongolian grill? Oh, they man, have them all over so the place. Right. Right. So think about it. So if you don't know something, think about the word itself. So a Chang's, they have right. Mongolian beef. Oh, right. So you think about it, like before you I'll start throwing out it now. silly ass answers, right? You just be like, it is because I've done it too. You'd have to be like, okay. Mongolian. Where have I heard Obviously, that word? it's not. So it's usually in Asian restaurants. So <laughs> it's probably over in that area because it'd be weird for it to be a Russian country or a Russian something and be in Asian restaurants. So you're like, okay, Asia. Russia's like kind of by Asia though, right? <laughs> I mean, like, it's okay, on the same side of the world. We're right. going to end that. Yeah, okay. let's go and end it right okay. here, guys. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> Even sorry, <laughs> you guys. I'm okay. gonna go get some Look, Russian okay. Mongolian grills. Leave, leave us a review. Tell Nicola where Russia is. Please. Um, and Mongolia. <laughs> please tune in oh, next Tuesday. No. Thank you, Paul, for coming on the yes. show. Thank you for having me and letting us see the business side of you, which normally we don't. Yeah, we that was talk shit. That was good. So we appreciate it. There was a lot of talk shit time too. So <laughs> that was just. I think Missy was going through withdrawals. Every once in a while, she'd be like, ah, "You're an idiot," and it just out of nowhere. Like, oh man, up oh, your old. Been a while since we've been in I the studio. I see your gray. I'm like, fuck. I'm trying there's to tell my story. Gray. Oh, oh now there's nothing wrong. It's a oh, lot of love. Gosh. We haven't been in the city on a minute. That's so, true. Hi know, guys. I'm making up for lost time. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. I love this see y'all next week. <laughs>